and welcome to Britpop Banter. I am Kevin. I'm Leslie. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is episode 20 and we're at number 32. The Long Pigs. The sun is often out. Lovely. <laughs> it is like, I'm, look, I'm really... The sun is not out now. It's, no, it's dark. pitch black at what? Six o'clock at night in Sydney? Yeah. Um, it's winter. I'm, well, it's not winter technically. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. I don't think people realise they think it's all sunny days in Australia. No. And it gets a bit cold. Nine degrees this morning on the way to work. It's, well, and it's dark. It's not that cold. It's, not, it's not the coldest. No. But it's cold to me. But you, Yeah, well, that's easy. Anything under 25 degrees is freezing. Cold. Absolutely Baltic. I was going to put the aircon on. But... No, no, no. We no, no, no. I'm fine. Uh, plugs. So, at Britpop Banter on Twitter and Facebook. And you can email us at BritpopBanter at gmail.com questions your feedback give us a ratings if you're enjoying this so far send us your guilty pleasures because we've got some crackers that have come through this week guilty so thank pleasures you. guilty pleasures I haven't sang that for a while no you haven't because I've got the jingle don't need you yeah. anymore right um, we're also going to do an Ask Us Anything episode so if there's any questions uh, about us or Britpop in general just send it through and the usual disclaimer all views expressed in this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Les, last week was one of your albums. Be here now. What's your thoughts? Long episode. Whew, two hours. Long. Enjoyable. Yeah, yeah okay. enjoyable. Um, I felt... I say this a lot, but I do feel we did the album justice. I think it was fair. You say that all the time. Yeah, but I think we did. Like I don't, I didn't walk away going, "Oh, I wish I'd said that." Well, after no, two you, hours, you'd hope not. But no, you didn't leave anything on the table. No, I think we covered everything. Yeah, feedback. It, uh, so a couple of things about the episode. I was really nervous about the episode because obviously everyone knows so much about Oasis and the album, and everyone sort of has their opinion on it. No corrections. No feedback around the episode itself, apart from that we did really well. I was really happy, and we uploaded the episode at 7 o'clock Australian time in the morning, and the, the episode's two hours long, and literally 9 o'clock, we actually got our first bit of feedback through that someone had enjoyed it. So that was that was a huge sigh of relief for me. meant a lot to me because it is Oasis. And, and a lot of people caught, like said that. They picked up on your emotion, which was quite... I thought that was quite nice. Yeah. But you, you almost lost it. Almost I lost did. it, but it was lovely. That's what that's what music's about. So I was really, and that's happy why we that. did this in the first place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I didn't expect you to cry. I didn't cry. No, I, 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 you know, you got emotional. Yeah, you got. No. I think that's nice. Uh, I can't talk. I saw Avengers this week. Oh, I cried, I cried like a baby. I don't even know what that is. You don't even know what Avengers Endgame is. You, of course not. It's not Oscar nominated. Why would I think that? What was the last superhero movie you saw? <laughs> no idea. Um... Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, definitely not on Avengers, obviously. No, Doctor seen... Strange, yeah, The any... Hulk. Never any of those. Have you ever seen a superhero movie? Don't know. Oh my God. Mate, I saw Spider-Man once. But what was the one that had Evanescence as a soundtrack? Bring me to life. Remember that? Evanescence. Yeah. So what are we talking? Late 90s here. Oh, I'm feeling <laughs> a guilty pleasure coming on. Um, All right, let's not think too hard, obviously. But um, 
Overall, I was really it's happy. Not for about me, Kev. No, no. I mean, yeah, absolutely not. So let's talk about. Um, did you see my vote on the old Twitter about who got pigs don't fly versus please don't cry? Yes. See the results? No. Well, it, okay. Majority of people absolutely got the lyrics right. So 73% got it right with the please don't cry, never say die. Oh, goody two shoes. But one in four, what that means is, is always, just like the Reef episode, look at it in reverse. No, you can't. One in four people think the same as me and you about the pigs don't fly. You feel better about that? No. Why not? Well... One in four people think the lyrics are what we thought it was. I mean, suppose so. Okay, cool. I mean, one in four. So we're not... We're not completely alone. <laughs> we're not. That's exactly how I look at it. It depends on what the thing is. One in four hearing lyrics that are wrong. Okay. So basically, so what you're saying is that you're trying. What you're trying to do is you're trying to turn the tables and go. Well, but one in three people like Reef or whatever the garbage was, and the difference being is we were wrong. So one in four people are wrong. Right? You were trying right. to tell me with Reef yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. that one and three were right. Okay. Are we still arguing about Reef? Just, I could see where you were taking me there. I just wanted to step in. Okay. Glad um, I did that. Okay. We asked if anyone went to Nibworth. And Matt actually responded. Did you see what he wrote? Yeah, it was so nice. Um, let me read it to you. So Matt um, wrote this. So I was at Nibworth on the Sunday and we had the Charlatans, Mannix, Cooler Shaker, Cast... And Dread Zone, which I missed off the support list. Dread Zone. I remember Christian Mills from Cooler Shaker addressing the crowd saying, thanks to the Gallaghers for inviting this, inviting us to their little picnic. It was a great day. Martin Duffy from Primal Scream played organ with the Charlatans as Rob Collins had just died a few weeks earlier. And John Squire played some Jimi Hendrix-style licks on Champagne Supernova. What a day. The fireworks at the end with the Beatles' Hey Jude blasting over the speaker as 125,000 people sang na, 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 na still gives me goosebumps thinking about an epic the likes of which we'll never see again. Isn't that nice? So good. So good. Yeah, very, very special. Um, one more thing to add. Next week is our 20th artist episode. Oofed. <laughs> Scary business. Oh, it's it? flown in, isn't it? It has. It has. So I'll I'll throw in a few specs and stats. Maybe week. we could have a party. Like we could do, um, like streamers, um, poppers, like party poppers, not actual <laughs> poppers, uh, like poppers. Oh god, shut up. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you know, maybe like no one will see it. What? Just me and you having a party? Yeah, by I could put out like some cheese. And- Crackers. Um, oh, 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 can I please have some cocktail sticks with a cheese cube and a pineapple and then a cheese cube with a pickled onion? Absolutely. Yes! I am in. And we if you can make that. a hedgehog out of it, all in. I won't do that. Oh. And little party pies. Vegetarian. Right, for pies, you. Thank you. Yep. You could have like quiche <laughs> or something. <laughs> but we should. Maybe that would be nice. We should figure that one out because we should do something special. You need right? to wear your t-shirt. I will wear my t-shirt. Yeah. And um, I think we should have a big one. And I tell you now, I know what the next album is. You obviously don't. It's a fun album as well. So I'm excited. Leslie, one thing we missed from the Oasis episode yes. was your awesome chart. Stop it. I'm just going to run through it. No I one just... cared about it. Well, No one picked up on it. It's because they were too engrossed in Oasis. Yeah, okay. 
Anyway, we're running through the there's the top 200 tracks of the 90s. We were starting from 50. Thank God we, didn't we got to 30, um, and that was Race for the Prize, The Flaming Lips. 29, The Verve, Bittersweet Symphony. Okay. So oh, 29. Brit Pop. Okay, so just keep them, counting them in your head. I will. Yep. 28. It ain't hard to tell by Nas. Okay. Needle in the Haystack by Elliot Smith, 27. No idea. Girls and Boys by Blur, 26. Okay, so that's two. Shook Ones Part 2, Mob Deep, 25. Cool. I cool. always listen to that. Um, <laughs> Car by Built to Spill, number 24. Again up there. Right. Oh, you love this. Um, ladies and Gentlemen, We're Floating in Space, the Elvis version, Spiritualized. The Elvis version? Yeah, I don't know. Just, how the heck, just... No. no. Uh, Cannonball... By the Breeders, number 22. Okay. N- 1979, The Smashing Pumpkins, number what 21. What a song. What a song. Why is that not in the top 10? Mm-hmm. Should be in the top 10. I disagree. Great. Um, and 20, love this song. Midnight in a Perfect World, DJ Shadow. Oh. Great song. Okay. All Introducing. Right. Introducing what an album. Do you want to go any further on that, or you're done? Because you have to play catch up. Do you no, want to just, go again? Let's, okay, number nineteen. Okay, I love this song. Okay, fade into you by Maisie Star. Oh. Fade into you. Yep. Um, da funk. Da oh, punk. Number what eighteen. A tune. Played that on vinyl the other day. Brilliant. Um, the state I'm in by Bell and Sebastian. Number seventeen. <sighs> Now we've not spoken no, about because them. I, yeah, I don't, I've never really listened to them, to be oh, honest. Oh, like them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very studenty. It's when I used to think I was more intelligent than I was. Or am. Present tense. Present. <laughs> um, because, you know, you were like, oh, I'm at uni and I'm totally learning and I love really cool music like Bell and Sebastian. I was in that phase. Um, yeah. While going to the Sugar Babes. Getting drunk. Well, this is it, you see. I think that the, the good thing about me is I'm multifaceted. <laughs> good work. Oh, oh, oh. That's because I used to listen to Bill. There you go. Okay. Uh, number 16. Spotty Odopolicious by Outcast. Number 16. Okay, okay. Oh, I love this song. So good. Enjoy the Silence. Depeche Mode, number oh, 15. Oh, yeah, okay. Wow, okay. Now we're... Um, Juicy, the Notorious B.I.G., number 14. Okay. No, what a track. This should be in the top 10. Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana, number 13. Number 13? The top 10, I swear, if that's not what... If that isn't in the top 10, it better be... The number 10 must... Number top 10 must be amazing. Number 12, Window Liquor, Aphex Twin. Oof, crazy video. Oh, I love this song. Number 11, Hyper Ballad by Bjork. Oh, I do like that song. I'm not um, a Bjork fan, but I like that song. And we'll leave it there and we'll finish with the top Oh, I'm 10. so excited and it'll be our 20th. So we're actually, yeah, all right. Um, happy days. I don't know if you'll be that happy. Oh, all right, okay. Speaking of not being happy, should we talk about the homework? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, how's the, how's the link? All right, so let's talk about the homework that we had. So first of all, we had the Sleaford Mods with Eaten Alive. And we had the Oriel's Silver Dollar Moment. Not Donald. Not Donald. Cool. Not the sil- find it when I look silver-haired fox. Uh, okay. Which do you want to take first? Sleaford mods. So. Okay, go. First listen. I thought it was a wind-up. 
Because it was, I mean, the first song is Into the Pay Zone, and I'm like, what's he saying? And then Kebab Spider. <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, dude, what? Yeah. And honestly, it, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I tried three times, and I didn't get past track four. Because Policy Cream is not a good song. Okay. However, the lyrics are good. Okay. If you can actually take the time to listen to them. Yeah, I agree. And I don't mind the music behind it. Okay. Like, I don't mind it. It's kind of streets, the streets S. It is the streets S. Um, but not as yeah. probably refined. Agreed. Or is accessible for people. Yes. Um, Flipside's a great song, though. And when you come up to me... Oh, I really like that song. Yeah, right? I'm glad you called that out. Firewall's a good song. I like Firewall. A negative script. Okay. It's either I like it or... I mean, Into the Pay Zone's terrible. Policy Cream is terrible. Top Up's awful. Subtraction, no. Okay. Let me stop you there before you give your uh, yeah. your score, right? So who are the sleeve for? I knew that these would be controversial, let's say. Uh, who are they? They're two guys from Nottingham. This is their 11th album, so they bang them out. Uh, they're at Sleaford Mullet. 11th? 11th. Combination of EPs and albums. Let me tell you, NME, do you know what NME gave this album? Uh, probably 10. 8 out of 10. Of course they did. What is wrong? Anyway, so look, a couple of things. Yes, you said they sound like the streets. They're electronic mixed with punk. I always, when I listened to them, I was like, this is basically the lock, stock, and two smoking barrels soundtrack. Like, if you put the sleeve on, that is exactly what they sound like and how I expect them to sound like. They're punched to the face. Oh, their music. Like, just Kick to the head. Raw. Same as you. Good when you come up to me. Firewall. But those, the two songs that I liked are more of the singing, Same. vocal numbers, as opposed to the kind of rap poetry that they kind of, that they, they kind of talk. Um, this album is not meant for me. Right, I am not the target audience. Okay, um, can I say two more things? So I'm like, I know these guys. Where do I know these guys from? Right, they did two tracks on electronic albums that unfortunately I do not like. Right, let me tell you. Number one, Ibiza by Prodigy on the day the days your enemy album. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. The second song, Left Field. On the mm. album Alternative Light Source, they did Head and Shoulders. Knees and toes, knees and toes. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, I, I, this album is, is just straight up not for me. These guys seem like really nice guys. And whenever I, I read some interviews with them today, they've worked with a lot of charities around homelessness. And they're very raw and honest. And I, I wish I'd liked this album more. But yeah. it's just, it's and just, you can tell from the lyrics. Because if you actually me. listen in, there's a real social justice element to their tracks. Mm-hmm. Which I do like. Um, do you see how old he is? By the way, the lead singer? No. How old do you think he is? 50. Well, that's pretty close. I would think they have a sound. They have a young sound. Nah, I don't because the, no, there's the maturity the in the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Songs. Anyway, let's get it. What did you give them? Five and a half out of ten. You were nicer than me. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. I unfortunately I didn't like this at all. I'd give it a three. <gasps> I would, and that look again. This is going to be the theme of this. This is. I am not the target market for this. Oof. And I, I, I'm sorry. This music wasn't for me. 
Um, good luck to them. They are touring the UK. They look like really hardworking guys. They are touring absolutely everywhere in the UK. Good luck. And they have a massive following. Massive loyal family uh, uh, following. But it's just, I'm not, I'm not one of those. Yeah. All right. How rare is it for you to go higher? Shall we get into the Orioles? Yes, please. Silver dollar moment. Who are they? They're a very, very young band from Halifax in England. Two sisters. There are three or four piece. I, I couldn't figure it out. And some they had photos of four and then three I couldn't figure it out. Quietest gave this album three and a half out of five and said, Silver dollar moment's vibrancy is at odds with the current mood of the world, but it's also a t- vital indication of where it's at now in terms of the indie music's trajectory. So, what do they sound like? To me, there's a band in Australia called uh, Mosquito Coast. They are a very young band. They won the Triple J Unearth competition, which is a radio station. They sound like them, okay? Um, what did you think of the album? Deep sigh. Okay, here we go. So, they're young. They're talented. Okay. Um, it's good... Look, it's good music. There is a talent there. Some of the tracks I like, so let's go into the good stuff. So, um, Old Stuff, New Glass, I Brilliant. like. like that. Um, Let Your Dog Tooth Grow, I kind of like that. I only bought it for the bottle, 48%. Liked 48%. Um, mango, I didn't like that. Didn't start, so that I liked but, Mango. Mm, I thought Mango was quite good. No. Um, but it's just a bit... Um, what's that Aussie band as well? Tame Impala? Um, it's not Tame Impala. A little bit. Nah. A little bit. What's Tame Impala? Way that. more psychedelic than this. But no, anyway, I still think it's got that sound that. You know what it is. And I, 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 I think this is a way to summarize this band. We're too old for this band. I don't even know if that's the case. Do you know I know it, I'm too old for this. It's band. not. Do you know what it is? Is that we're going through? Really, it's just this is what I thought about. You are old. This is a real change of pace. So what I mean by that is we're listening to old Britpop albums that are usually quite punchy and racy, guitar-y, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. We've been listening to things like um, Moonlight, um, Parade, Parade, and, you know, bands that are still quite punchy, Slow Readers Club. This is different. It's so different. It is so, yeah. So you've got yeah. to take that into context because you're, you're not used to it. Um, I probably won't go back to it often, if I'm honest. Okay. But I appreciate, I appreciate what they were trying to do, and I kind of get the album. I would give it five and a half out of ten as well. I'll meet you there. I'll give you five out of ten. Yeah. And it's not to me. This there's a lot of bands that we're about to cover, who have a very young sound and feel to it, and I feel this is the new direction that some of the bands are taking in the UK. Yeah. And and this is this is not for me. I'm I'm too old for this music. I genuinely believe this. I don't think it's an age thing. I, I do. It's a sound thing. It's not. You like your music, like I mean, you like your cheesy stuff, like Hal Faulkner. But like that um, today. But this is not cheesy, and it's not. It's you. You're not a big fan of these types of bands, no, I'm anyway. Not. I'm so not. I don't know if it's an age thing. It's just a. It's not for me. Yeah. So really, really tough week. For, and this is the first time it's ever happened to us where both of us have come in and not liked the two new albums. It's first yeah. enough. I don't feel great. I did not feel great coming into this episode. No. Um, 
All right, next week, I am excited about next week. Oh, okay. One is your boy's Mercury Machine. I am so excited about this. I, I, I sneaked a listen. See? Can't wait, right? And the second one is a band called Spin, who are another young Spin? band. Spin, with two ends, okay? Both oh, self-titled albums, Mercury Machine and Spin. I'm excited for these. Spin are a very popular band in the UK, very young sounding as well. And Mercury Machine, oh, can't wait to get your thoughts on it. You had other homework. You were meant to listen to that track, Footstep by Springfield. I didn't do it. I had heaps of homework, heaps. All right, did you listen to yes. it? Yes. Talk to me. Is it good? Yeah, you'll like it. Oh, will I? It's racy. It's fit. racy. It's fast paced. It's kind of indie, punky. I won't go too much into it. I want you to hear it first. Um, it's not long It's just like You said it was two and a half minutes long Yeah, right? boom okay. It's got that Just remind me I will listen to it, alright um, But yeah, go and have a listen to that as well, everybody You had some guilty pleasures homework Yes Alright, cue the jingle You miss singing it. I can tell you no, miss it. No, it's okay. All right, go on, go on. So what did guilty you have? pleasures? Oh, I thought you want me to sing. Go on, it. go on. Sing. Oh, guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures. Um, I had the cardigans. You did have the cardigans. Um, and Gran Turismo. Oh, the what? If you listen to the Oasis podcast, I literally sang the same thing to you. You did not. I did exactly. No, okay, go. It was Don't really bad. Did, did, it's the same thing. Um, it's a really sad day when the guilty pleasure was my only pleasure. Reprive. Yeah. Um, it's a good album. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good album. I don't even know if it is a guilty pleasure. I even because I actually think it's good. Oh, that's lovely. I think the guilty pleasure is not meant to be good. Well. You'd been really nice to me and you gave me the sugar babes. And I was like, I've got to be nice to you and throw you something that's... I mean, talking about, I've got a list of horrors that I you'll bet never you want to listen to, right? I bet you do. So talk to me about... I mean, Erase and Rewind is oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous song. Erase and Rewind. So talk to me, what'd you give the album? Changing my mind. Oh, nice. Um, I gave that album 7 out of 10. Holy cow. That's the same benchmark as the Sugar Babes album yep. for you. Good album. Like, good album. How can you not... Like, I love Paralysed. Oh, yep. Erase and Rewind. Yep. Um, Hanging Around. Yep. Um, it's quite a deep album as well. I, I Quite a moody album as well. I, I like her voice. My favourite game's brilliant. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, brilliant. Um, wow, do You Believe, um, Junk of the Hearts. I don't... Marvel Hell, I'm not a fan of. Wow. Okay. Secret um, track at the end is explode. I'm not a massive fan, but look, yeah, I yes, I've got a ten. Good album. Oh, that's right. I'm happy you enjoyed that album. Yeah. It's listeners' choice this time. Are you ready? Oh. <gasps> yeah, it's not bad though. It's okay. all right. It's all right. It's okay. So we got Chris, who does the soundtrack to a live podcast. I was on his podcast this week. He must be mental. Oh, thank you for having me on, Chris. It was a it was a pleasure well to done, be on Chris. there. Uh did you feel my pain? Yeah, good. <laughs> he has picked a band that we've given some stick to a little bit. Oh, no. The Pet Shop Boys. Oh, my God. What album? Very. 1993, I think. 
So I've never listened. I, I told you that I was hungover and listened to some of it because it was nice and easy. I've not listened to this album. So, Chris, I hope you're ready to see what we rate this album. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Thanks, Chris. We've got Mercury Machine, we've got Spin, and we've got the Pet Shop Boys with Very. Okay? Happy with that? Thoughts? Britpop One Liners? Cue the jingle. It's me to ask you. Oh, be nice. I'll give you some nice ones because it's it's late. Uh, what shall I give you? Oh, God, you haven't done this band. That's weird. Uh, Leslie, Shed 7. Shed 7. Um, look, one of the more popular Britpop bands of the time. Um, I'm a fan, mm-hmm. but not my favourite. Okay. So that's my. I'm a fan. Not my favourite. That's your one liner. Yep. Okay, good. Leslie, James. Um, not a fan, not my favourite. No, not a fan, not my favourite. <laughs> so that was easy. Can read you like a book. Uh, I will give you... Leslie, Lightning Seeds. <gasps> um, happy, fun, vibrant, smiley face. Ah, nice. Yeah. So they are touring right now with <gasps> the, the... Here? The, no, 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 not here. Oh. They, they've just start, started doing it in the, in the UK, but the Jollification Tour. <gasps> I know. If that comes I know. here. We're, we're, all, we're all in. Uh, well, that was quick. We are actually one-liners. You know what it is? We're trying not to beat the two hours of Oasis. Oh, yeah. God. This week's album. The sun is often out by the long pigs. Now, the caveat for this... They're a hard band to research, the Mm -hmm. long pigs. There is not much on them. So we will go with what we've got. So the album cover looks like a guy in the pool with a suitcase. His face is blacked out with the long pigs on top uh, of his face. Uh, It's all in capitals. The long pigs is all in capitals apart from the L, F and O. It's an iconic cover. I would recognise that cover. Yeah, I would. It was released on the 29th of April, 1996. It's their debut album... So nothing before, but what followed it was Mobile Home in 1999, which got to number 33, which we'll talk very briefly yep. about later on. The label was the U2 label Mother, in 19, which was founded by them in 1983. Other artists, Bjork's probably what they're well known for. They had Audio Web, so we talked about them in that episode. Golden Horde, Bumble, and Injun Alley. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I've got nothing either. Uh, the label ceased to be in uh, 2000. The producer, Kevin Bacon. Jonathan Quarmby. Kevin Bacon? Uh-huh. Not the Kevin Bacon. Obviously not. No. These two worked together a lot under Bacon and Quarmby. They worked with Finlay Quay on Maverick A Strike. Uh-huh. Finlay Quay. The boy that got culled from this. Poor Finlay. Maybe we'll sneak it in as a guilty, eventually. A nice but guilty. But I don't think it's guilty. Because it's quite a good album, isn't it? It's a great album. Pretenders, Loose Screw and Ziggy Marley. Fallen is Babylon. Ziggy Marley. Do you want to say anything about Ziggy? Yeah, do you know you who just... his mum is? His mum? Yeah, I bet I've got this wrong. I, you're I Googling, you're, you're Googling I it now. It. I know nothing about Ziggy Marley. Nothing at all. Well, I'm just going to double check before I shoot my face in the um, shoot myself in the face. Okay, so Ziggy Marley, Fallen is Babylon. So this album, 11 tracks and a secret track, which we get to talk about. It's 63, 26 minutes long with 10 minutes of silence for the secret track. 
It got to number 26. How long was it in the charts? 16 weeks. All right. Was that all? It wasn't a popular album, which we'll get into in a bit. Did you find out what you were looking for? Yeah, and I got it completely wrong. <laughs> Ziggy Marley's mum. No, because mum. Z- no, because Ziggy Marley. Because I get them confused. Ziggy Marley is the son of Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. But then Lauren Hill had a had children too. Bob Marley's son. So I got oh. it. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I got it wrong. That'll be the glass of red wine you just pummeled. Yeah. Right. I need another one. Let's do the charts. Get into the charts. Oh, now. I like the charts. Am I going to sing? It's very. So you know what? It's very similar to some of the charts that we've covered because the timing is 1996. However, I'd love for you to sing some of these as if because what we found, I think there's people who who pick and choose their episodes, and so they may not have heard. Some of you singing some of these songs or heard some They of the do not know what they are missing. Exactly. You ready for albums? Number 10. Return of the Mac by Ooh. Mark Morrison. <laughs> I'm not singing that. Oh, please. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. I'm in jail. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah, it works. Good hook. Yeah. Number 9. Bizarre Fruit and People. I don't think you've ever sang that in people. Nah. Come on. I don't know that one. That was the big one. No, I know the album, but I don't know what to sing off it. Okay. As if it's a chart without this person. Celine Dion falling into you. Number seven, Garbage by Garbage. Oh, great album. Sing a song. You haven't sang a garbage song yet. I am milk. It's my favourite one. Oh, that was it. The queerest of the queen. Number six, Everyone's Parents Had It, Hits by Mike and the Mechanics. Number five, Insides by The Orbital. Now, I usually, when I ride here um, and come across the Harbour Bridge, I usually listen to the album that we're about to talk about. All the time I do it, right? But I've listened to the Long Pigs album so much. And I looked at the charts and I went, wait, The Orbital was on there. So as I came across the Sydney Harbour Bridge, the box was playing. I love that. It's a great album. They didn't play it live. No, they didn't actually. Let me down. No, nah, but it has my fav- one of my favourites. I have to be careful around you. But the girl with the sun on her head. That's a beautiful song. But anyway, that was nice. How much of a favourite? Like top five? Yeah, top five. Oh, yeah, that, definitely. That's, top five. That is a favourite. Yeah, Just def- wanted to clarify that. That was one of the songs that hooked me into the Orville. Really? Yep. Number four. What's the story, Morning Glory? <gasps> well, what was that? Need a little time to wait. <laughs> I've been done. listening a lot, actually. I just got to. Can I just pause? Um, okay. So I put my Oasis playlist up. You did, and I haven't had bad feedback. Well, some good songs on there. Um, and I don't know. I've been listening to it loads. It, that episode really. Well, you've been listening to Be Here Now a lot. No, like just Oasis. Oh, in general, okay. But, but more in my little playlist and okay. be here now, and it's just, yeah. Well, it's a shame that they're not in the charts, but anyway. All right. You just no- said it was. Are these charts? Not our charts. Number three. Take that, the greatest hits. Oh, God. Come on, sing Never Forget. All I do each night is pray, hoping that I'll be a part of you again someday. You like early take that. I like Love late take that. early take that. Uh, number two. The Cranberries. Oh, I love the Cranberries. 
love them. I tell you what, when we get t- our next batch of t-shirts, yours should just be, I love the cranberries. I do, I love the uh, to the Faithful Departed album. Yeah, that's the big one. Is that the big one? Oh, that's... Oh, okay, all right. Number one, Jagged Little Pill. Oh, just because she swears. Just because she swears. Right, singles. Now, this singles chart, you know it. Uh, pretty much every song But I want you to, to Give it your best shot. Okay here we go okay. Here we go Number I need, 10 I need a microphone you, Pen here's, please Here's Thank my you. pen yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go I'll bet you a tenner You can't sing this Okay Club hopping by the club heads You're right <laughs> I listened to it today And I was like There's no chance You're going to sing that Nah It's too hard uh, Number 9 A Design for Life By the Mannix A design For life Okay Yeah Number eight, Wuha got you all in check, Buster Rhymes. Wuha, Wuha got you all in check. Woohoo! <laughs> that was my uh, Buster Rhymes impression. He does a song, and I can't remember what it is, with the theme from Knight Rider as the loop in the background. Oh. It is phenomenal. Brilliant. Did you like Knight Rider? Loved it. Yeah, I loved yeah, it. I How could you? With Kit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How could you not like a bit of that? Uh, I felt like I was a night rider today. Do you know why? Because my, you can press the thing on the, my steering wheel and, and go, call Kev. <laughs> and it was like, calling Kev. Say yes. Yes. Ryan, who Kev? I'll be 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah. That was 30 years after night rider. I feel like that. I do it deliberately like that. Yeah, call Kev. Call whoever. Yeah. Do you mean call? That's what I mean. <laughs> Sometimes in a Scottish accent, though, it comes up all weird, all wrong. wonderful stuff. And you're like, yeah, I don't have Scottish time people for that. in IVRs and Awful. technology like that doesn't work. Right, okay, well, I'm glad you called me. Um, mm-hmm. Number seven, Cut Some Rug by the Blue Tones. <gasps> I know, I can't, oh no. Um, and I just want to cut, cut some I can't rug. Get, it's not the right tone for my voice. And I just want to cut some. I can't. You did a little shuffle there. Yeah, as well. I don't know what that like, is. It's like a crab. I love the Blue Tones. Uh, Number six, move, move, move. The Man United the FA Cup song. No. Nah. Number five, Charmless Man by Blur. I broke the diamond of a charm. Okay, brilliant. Bye. Number four, Cecilia. Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. You're shaking my, my confidence, confidence daily. daily. No. Oh, Cecilia. Sorry. Number three, yep. and if people have not heard Leslie's story about this song, you need to find it in the archives. Always wanted to say that. In the archives. We don't have archives, they're just there, Spoiled. go play them. Um, ooh, ah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ah, just a little bit. Ooh, ah, a little bit more. Was it me, Mum? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what she's taught, you need to find that. That is brilliant. Number two, Return of the Mac. We just talked about it. I'm not doing that again. No, no, no. Did he sing that every time he came out of jail? Probably. Number one, Fast Love by George Michael. And if you're looking for fast love, if that's love in your eyes. Oh, that's gorgeous. Well done. Thanks. I love George Michael. I know. We've we've heard that. Yeah. (gasps) You bought me a George Michael DVD. You know how we spoke about DVDs? Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that? No, you did. Oh, yeah. It was George Michael, uh, Josh, Josh Stone. Stone, and Rin- Rihanna? Rihanna? Rihanna. Rihanna. That's the one. All right. Okay. You don't know who she is. I keep getting her name wrong. All right. Um, 
let's get into the band. And if we sound a little bit different now, it's because we had to do a pause. Leslie, why did we have to do a pause? Because we were interviewed by the BBC. Yeah! Woo! We were interviewed by the BBC. BBC Sounds. They're doing nothing on um, Britpop. It's going to go out in August. And then they wanted to talk to us. Cut all of you out, leave me in, and it'll be about 10 seconds. But I don't care. Probably unlikely. Well, I am. That's just so exciting. That's exciting. It is. It is. Um, And that's a big thanks to everybody who listens. Yeah. Because without people listening and commenting and sharing and getting involved, we wouldn't have this. So we just want to say a big thank you to everybody who. has who listens and who's been with us and sticks with us. Maybe once my nerves calm down, I'll write the questions that we got asked and then maybe we can discuss them on another pod- podcast. Yeah, because it's the questions that they asked us was... It's all about the movement and why does it hold up and what does it mean to us? And it was just it was just special. It's going to take me a while to, to sort of come down from that. Shall we get into the long pigs? Yes, please. While I'm riding this high. Let's get into it. So the band, Long Pigs, they're from Sheffield originally. The band is Crispin Hunt, who's on lead vocals and guitar. Richard Hawley, guitar and vocals. Simon Stafford, bass and piano. And Dee Boyle on the drums. I want you to remember this, Lil. Sheffield, okay? Sheffield is also the home of... Pulp. Pulp. They are, okay? So Jarvis and Pulp will come back into the fold at the end of the Long Pigs, which I'll explain. All right, so Dee... Would replace so Dee Boyle on drums. He would later leave the band and get replaced by Andy Cook in 1999, which I will talk about as well. Do you know what the long pigs means? Um, and it's okay if you don't. I think what, well, to be honest, the long pigs. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> it took you that long just to say you don't yeah. know. Brilliant. I don't think anyone would have got this. The band refers to the literal translation of the word for human or person from cannibal tribal language. Yeah, wow. I thought it meant bacon in, in Australia because have you seen how long that is? Oh, the stringy bacon? Rubbish. Like, bacon in Australia is weird. It's rubbish. Um, it's a slang term for cooked flesh. That's gross. So apparently when they were in the studio there was a pulp novel, which is a trashy novel, um, called the Long Pigs, it's a cross. It was a cross between James Bond and Robinson Crusoe, and uh, hold up, what? a cross between <clears throat> James Bond and Robinson Crusoe. That's ridiculous. What do you mean? And what does that look like? Well, actually, just think about what you've just said. How does that answers on a postcard? What the hell is a cross between James Bond? He's on an island. And Ruben, Robinson Crusoe? Are you kidding me? With a volleyball. Um, well, that's why I couldn't find the, the, the Bloomin' book. I tried to actually find this said book. Couldn't find it anywhere. But anyway, that's how... I'm t- that's, that was taken from an interview. Apparently, this name caused issues touring Asian countries. So they had to change it. Oh. But apparently, they didn't. So that's a bit weird. All right. So we talked about um, um, D. Boyle and the drums leaving the band. Enemy actually reported that Doyle later glassed Crispin, resulting in six stitches in 1999 at a... Concert. Which concert? Oh, look at you. Who was the band, Lil? The band was one that they went to see. (laughs) The Pretenders. Yep. See? Just like you 
pretending now you know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. So the band originally signed with a label called Electra Records in 1993, an American company who closed down their UK branch on the release of their first single in 1995. It's a bit of a mess, but I found an interview with, um, with Hunt who talked about it. So what happened is this. This is a quote from Hunt. What happened is this. Warners, the company that owned the label Electra we were signed to, were losing about three million a day and made across the board cutbacks, including shutting Electra down. They were desperate to make anything back they could and these hotshot American accountants thought we were the only thing they could flog. They wouldn't release us to make another record unless another company paid them £375,000 which when we'd never even sold one record was ludicrous, oh. right? We were forced to pretend the band had split up to do F all, which was the most frustrating thing in the world, and wait for the lawyers to think they were dead. Oof. I know, that's ridiculous. So two years were lost here before signing to the U2 label Mother for an apparent half a million pounds, okay? That was in 1995, to make this album okay so that was the first issue they had to deal with and then the second one was that Crispin was in a major car accident and was in a coma for three days oofed oofed now I got a comment here it's one for discussion later was this a sign for the band to come let that let that sink in oh, a little bit right? I don't know where you're going here this, I know. Is, this is weird oh, could go anywhere they didn't do well in the charts, as we'll get into a bit later on. They did a lot of support gigs here. Radiohead, Echo Belly, Supergrass. And then they went to the USA to uh, be the support acts for U2, Echo and the Bunnymen, and the Dandy Warhols. Okay, so lots of support, never the main event. Their song, On and On, which we'll get into, is a fantastic song, song. was a set on the soundtrack of the 1997 movie Face. With Robbie Carlyle, and in this, it was Damon Albarn's first acting role. I've not seen it. Have you seen it? No. No? No. Okay. What's your favourite Robbie Carlyle movie? Robert Carlyle. I know him as Robbie. Well, Trainspotting. Is that it? Or Hamish Macbeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. All right, okay. Um, Do you like Trainspotting? I swear I'm going to. No, I do like Trainspotting. Okay. I Have do... you seen Trainspotting too? No, you've <gasps> been forcing me to watch that for ages. We should watch it together. Okay. Is it because it's Oscar nominated? Is it Oscar no, it's nominated? because it's in Edinburgh, based in Scotland. And it's a re- is it good? On its, it's brilliant. Is it? Oh, look, it's not... <clears throat> the funny thing is, tangent, um, I loved the book Trainspotting. I loved Trainspotting. Trainspotting, when I mean, you think about it, was still was in that... 90s era as well and the soundtrack (laughs) and everybody had that poster yep um i read the book so basically the follow-up book is called porno ah okay and train spotting 2 is based off that book got it but they didn't call it that they called it train spotting 2 okay and it took a long time because that book's been out for a long time um and i've read a lot was that the danny ball mcgregor they had a they had a feud or something it took ages and it took ages but i've read all of um Irvin Welsh. I, can't I read met them. Irvin Welsh. What? Hold on. One. I can't. So f- wow. I can't read it. It's too Scottish. I for love me. it. It's just too. I sc- I'm it. Scottish. I can't read it. But you're ha- you're weird Scottish. What do you mean? 
I'm going to let that one slide. Number two, talk to me about how you met Danny Bond. Uh, uh, Irvin Wells. Irvin Wells. So it was the Sydney Writers Festival a couple of years back. And I don't know this. Go on. Yeah, I would think so. And he had released um, a new book. So he was here in Sydney. Hmm. And um, a friend of mine, was. she always goes to the, the Writers Festival. And she was like, Irvin Wells, I think you're Scottish. And I was like, I love him. So I went. Wow. Bought the book. So there was a, you bought the book. There was a signing. Oh. And I thought, oh, yeah. So, you know when you, you have an absolute brain fart? Yeah. So, wanted to ask him tons of questions. All I could say when I got to see him... Go on. ...was, uh, Jake Hibs are going to get relegated, pal. <laughs> yeah, asked him a football question. Hibs. And he's like, yeah. And I went, I'm a Dundee United fan. I've not been in the Premier League for years. <laughs> And he's like, okay, and he signed a book and I left. And I went, oh, I didn't do it. There were so many questions. What did you want to ask him? Tons of questions. Like what? Where did you get the inspiration for the character Juice Terry from Glue? Like, tons. Oh, God. Like, there was loads of questions when I read these characters. Um, he probably gets asked that all the time. I got my very first, one of my very first jobs, um, I got because of Irvin Welsh. Oh, talk to me about this. So I got interviewed. So I was... Um, it was my first job when I in recruitment and I had worked in different roles and I met this I was in Edinburgh and I met the managing director of this firm as for my last interview. Okay. And he was talking about how do you know people are right for roles and you know you get to understand and I was actually working in this um call center for this um pensions company oh, in Edinburgh. I should not be anywhere near that type of work, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Yeah. And there was one guy, and this was in Edinburgh, there was this one guy, and he was a temp, and okay. he was off his chops all the time. Came in late, didn't care, like, rough as, tried to sell people weed every five seconds when you're trying to take a call about somebody's pension. <laughs> and then he would get changed, Friday at four o'clock, we used to, like, have, like, you'd sort of start to wind down. He'd literally get changed. For his night out at his desk. Oh. Didn't care. Shirt off, t-shirt on, trousers off, jeans on. Go on. Mate, this is an office. <laughs> he reminded me so much of the character Juice Terry oh. from the Irvin Welsh books. Got it. So I was saying to my boss, he was talking to me and it wasn't didn't feel like an interview, it felt like a conversation. And he said, How do you know? He said, like where you work, how would you know that somebody would be right for that culture? Oh. And then I laughed, and well, I can tell you what's not right for it. I was like that, do you know Irvin Welsh? And he's like, yeah, the books. And he went, yeah, have you read? And he's like, yeah, right. You know Juice Terry? And he said, yeah, well, he's a temp <laughs> in my team right now. I'm telling you right now, if you hire me, I won't be hiring Juice Terry. <laughs> and he hired me. Got you and the job. And then later on down the track, he said, that, that answer is what got you the job. Do you know what? Isn't it amazing? Because is it Juice Terry... That got you here right now. Yeah. That is incredible. Juice Terry. That is amazing. Read Irvin Welsh book. He is hilarious. And you mucked it up. You could have told Irvin that story and instead you wanted to talk about who was Hibs. getting relegated from the Scottish Just Premier. Absolute brain fart. Brilliant. What a great story. There you go. Where were we? Long pigs. Whereabouts? Irvin Welsh books. No. Train spotting. Robert Carlyle. Yeah! Well done. 
Gee, well, it's been wow. one of those days. Uh, where did I get to? Did I? Oh, yeah, okay. So we talked about Face, the movie Face, right? So after this album, it took them a while, but in 1999, they released Mobile Home, all right? Which got to number 33. Leslie, do you remember what you rated Mobile Home by the Long Pigs? I'm not high, two or three. It was a four. Oh, okay. I rated that six. It's not good. I listened to it today. It's very different. It's a very unusual album because I actually don't think that album knows what the heck it is. No. It's, it's all over the place, different styles of music. Some of it's good. Some of it's not good. Um, so after 1999, after that album, they broke up in 2000, just on mobile home. I can feel a wave of tweets hitting me. People like that album. Okay, good for them. Okay, cool. Send those tweets to Leslie. Bring it on. Okay. No one's come at you for a while, actually. It's been quiet. No one's really come at me ever. Oh, no. Oh, what? Oh, wait. What uh, about? So after 1999... Or James Shaker. Keep going. All the rest of them. What was the other one you got hammered Baby for? Baby Bird. Mm-hmm. On the Oasis podcast. Which one was it? It's got a new album coming out. Divine Comedy. Oh, oh far yeah. right. There's nothing funny about that. New album coming out, though. That'll Can't be exciting. Wait, 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 great. <laughs> so after Mobile Home didn't do so well, they broke up in 2000, just after the U2 Rebel Mother record closed. Since then, sadly in 2017, D Boyle, the original drummer, uh, drummer had died. All right? Jeez. Yeah, I tried to dig into to sort of what happened. There's not much on him and what actually happened. Um, Richard Howley went on to do solo stuff. A ton of yes. solo albums. Yep. His fourth and his seventh were nominated for the... Mercury Music Prize. Well done. Did he win? No. Okay, cool. He's also toured with Pulp and worked with Jarvis Cocker uh, on the album Relaxed Muscle. He's actually, some of his stuff's really, really nice. And he's got a new album called Further, which is coming out in June, which we will add to the list, okay? Um, did you know, so he's done some work as a guitarist and writing riffs, right? Did you know he did a song for All Saints with the guitar riff? What are they, you're looking at me puzzled. All Saints. I know who they are. Under the Bridge. He did the guitar riff to it. What? what does it go like? Try and sing it. I'm trying to sing it in my head and I can't do it. Because it's the same. Is it not like ding ding ding? It's like a rip off of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, uh, I can see that. Can you sing it? Because that's what they sing in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, he did that. All right. Okay. Um, Stafford, who played bass, went on to bass. Bass. Jesus Christ! It's like a fish. Bass went to Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. Can I jump in? So please, can you Simon, save me on my bass versus bass discussion? Yeah, absolutely. So Simon Stafford. So I was doing my research. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Um, and he was interviewed. Okay. And they said to him, looking back at your old band in the Britpop era, what are your thoughts? Oh, okay, cool. His answer: hearing the word Britpop still makes me want to puke. Ouch. Um, he said, I don't like the idea of genres, but Britpop, what the F is that? The only thing that most of the so-called Britpop bands had in common is that they were 
people make music, then we'll somebody have to beep that out. Okay, beep. Then somebody else tries to put a label on it, and any self-respecting bands of the nineties hated being called Britpop. Okay. Discuss. All right. So that's from an article in 2013, which was wrote by Richard Howley for the Q magazine, Leslie. Okay. The article is called The Five Things That Britpop Wasn't. Yes. Okay. I will come to that because I really want your thoughts on that. Let me finish on Stafford, who did not write this article. So he toured with Jarvis when he did his solo stuff. So that's tied back to the pop stuff. Hunt went on to sing for a band called Mayonnaise, then got into a new band called Gramercy in 2005, which consisted of Nigel Howell from Gay Dad, who we haven't talked about. Oh my God, they were awful. And Dylan Rippin. <laughs> they split before an album was released. Hunt also writes and produces. He's done work with Florence and the Machine, Ellie Goulding and Natalie Imbruglia. Now, where I want you to help me out is Hunt has gone into politics. Yes. Talk to me. So he's an MP for Change UK? Yes. What, what do you know about them? Nothing. Okay. Absolutely zero. So, Change... <laughs> Why am I having... There's the election on so Saturday. Are you going care. to be voting? I will vote. Yes, I will. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it's true in elections. So do have you know to how vote. sad I am? I'm going to say this out loud in public. I've got to go to a friend's for dinner on Saturday, which I'm looking forward to because I've not seen her for a while. But I'm equally sad because I thought, oh... I can watch the election coverage with a bottle of wine. <laughs> no, I can't. It's a good one. Or I could try. No, no, no. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good, good it's yeah, an it's exciting, like, it's election, exciting election on this one. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's a po- So his dad was a politician. He was a Labour politician. Yeah. Um, and he's talked many times about the fact that he's spoken openly what it was like to be in a band and didn't want to say too much because his dad was a politician. He's now into politics. So Change UK, they're an independent party basically they are uh how would i describe them so given what we've got going on at brexit okay they're very centrist so that they wouldn't say they're left or right because they're made up of labor ex-labor ex-tory mps oh really okay i guess the one thing they've got in common is they're very pro-european union got it so they're a very anti-brexit party okay got it um they have got um labor mps who have left um, Labour for various reasons um, I guess Jeremy Corbyn's leadership their approach to Brexit the handling of anti-Semitism in the party you've also got members of the Tory party who dislike their party's approach to Brexit because some of it's pro yep. and they've come together as a um, independent party I guess the ideal if you're thinking about their ideology they're probably the closest I can think is like the Liberal Democrats. So they're very yeah, okay. centrist. They've ruled out a merger with them though. So they're oh. going to stand completely separate. Okay. Um, and they're going to be a member and they're going to be standing alone. And he is going to be a member of that party. So he's standing as an MP. What was he standing? What, what party was he part Labour. of? Labour. So he's, okay. Interesting. So I think they're a very interesting I mean, they were only founded in February, right? This is flipped. You're kidding like, me. No, they're, they're brand new. And they were only fully registered as a party, if my memory serves me, they were registered only in April. Oh, wow. So they are so new. So basically, it's... To be honest, if it kicked off, thinking about where you sit in politics, it's the the not-so-right of the right 
and the not-so-left of the left, centrist party, with the real goal of being pro-European Union. I think it's a very um, interesting party. I don't know, like, I don't know too much about it. What I do love about this party, though, is their slogan. What's the slogan? Politics is broken, let's change it. Oh, good slogan. I bet you he wrote that. And I go... <laughs> and then the next part goes, She said... She said... She said... She said, politics is broken, let's change <laughs> Love it. But I'm... this exciting to look at. So I think, you know, fair play to him. Following his dad's footsteps, but it's things that he generally does believe in. So good on him. Good on him. All right. So the article you were talking about, right? So there's five things that Britpop wasn't... According to Richard Hawley. Okay. No, if you read it, Simon, what's his face, did say, hearing that word Britpop still makes me want to puke. Yeah, okay. All right. So, Britpop wasn't a genre. Shortly, I disagree. I don't disagree. I think Britpop was a movement. I don't think it's a genre. Because it's so... There is a sound to Britpop. Yes, but it's so um, subjective. Right. Don't get me started. Oh, no. Well, you opened the can of worms. There are so... How many times have we had people come up that band's not Britpop, what are you talking about them for? Then somebody else go, they are Britpop, what are you talking about them for? They're not Britpop, they didn't release it in, within the, the month Three of years. May and blah de blah yeah. Oh, that... That's not a genre. It's like a sound, it's a movement. I don't know if genre is the right word. Like, I think a genre jazz. I think a genre... Electronic, I think of country and western. Is it a genre? Like, is it because it's not because there's so much comes from it. Yeah, okay. There is so much that was in it, and the line of what it. Like, generally, if anyone, no one really knows. It was a movement. It was a moment in time. Okay, interesting. Point two that Britpop wasn't. It was not a movement. It was. So you're. So this is what they've said. There was no coherent thought or development in Britpop. There was no point or message, not an iota of ideology. I'm just going to start. There's a lot more to it, but that's the point. You've just said it was a movement. It was labelled by the media, and I get that. But that's was, exactly what they throw here. <laughs> but it was a movement. Okay. And I think the reason why I say that is because it came at a particular time and People were riding that on a crest. Like they were riding on a crest of a wave. They li- literally felt they were part of something. And to me, that's a movement. I don't okay. know how... Number three, then. Britpop wasn't a celebration of British culture. Your thoughts? Um, I think the media forced it. Oh, look, I don't know if they, they forced it. But they... I, don't, I just think that's harsh. So like the I comments do... here... Well, I guess in the 90s there were a few songs around chip shops and housing estates, but so what? That's no great earth-shattering insight worth dwelling on. It would be more of... It would be of more cultural interest to point out there was a continued interest in the wearing of socks. I'd, look, I'll argue, argue the point. If it wasn't a movement... If it wasn't about culture... And it wasn't a genre. Why are we still talking about it 25 years later? Why does it even have a label? Why are we doing this podcast? Why did the BBC call us tonight? Why... Like, I don't... Like, like I disagree. People feel it, but... People feel it, and it was there. Do you want to put a label on it? Maybe not. 
is it hard? It's hard to put a label on it because we don't necessarily know what what it was. Because some people, oh, it started with pop scene by blur. No, it didn't. It started with swing. Let's Bangers. not go back to that one. But what I'm saying is, people have different opinions. Oh, um, OK, computer killed it. No, it didn't. Be here now killed it. Oh, it was about a Labour government. No, it wasn't. It was about. So there are all of these things. But the point of the matter is, if it wasn't a movement. Why am I still talking about it now? Mm. Okay. Number four. The five things that Britpop wasn't. It wasn't a significant part of music history. Oh. Well, every decade gets a sugar-coated media label to help the marketing men to sell it all back to us. But we all know it's sim- oversimplified bollocks, right? In fact, the 90s saw a range of diverse music, some good, some not so good, but not just the usual stuff that's rammed down our throats. Okay. I disagree. I disagree with Hugely that one. Hugely disagree. I go to my. I think to myself now, if I said to you right now, Kev, the year 2000 to the year 2010, mm. what was that genre? What was that movement? Oh, God. No. Oh, there wasn't one. Yeah, there's nothing. Okay, the I'm year blind. 2010 to present day, what's been that movement? More of the previous decade. Right. Okay, if I said to you, 1980 to 1990, you're going to go... It was a rise of electronic. You've got the romantics, you've got the synths, you've got those... Like you've, Yes, there is a movement. 70s? 70s, you kind of had a lot of... You had rock Rock, music. Rock, guitar music. 100%. 60s. Swing and 60s. Right. 50s. You had jive, you had rock and roll. Yeah. Do you know? And yeah, I okay, go on. I see your point. Nineties, yeah, okay. you had, and we're talking only in Britain. I like nineties. You had grunge, US. Nineties, you had Britpop, UK. You had diff. You had smaller. There were smaller um, movements. You didn't have a wide. You didn't have a international movement. Like I was at. Give an example. I was at a friend's barbecue the other day, um, and she's from the UK. Her partner's Canadian, and we had a bit of a toe-to-toe uh-huh. about the fact about Britpop. Okay, and he's Canadian, so he's like, "Yeah, but grunge." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever. Put it in the bin." And he's like, "No, but it was like the movement. No, it wasn't. It was Britpop." He's like that, but no one listened to Oasis in Canada. And I went, "Fine, but I didn't listen to Pearl Jam." Because guess what? I knew how to smile. So, um, <laughs> like, there, <laughs> no, but we. That had, would have been an awesome conversation. But it was, and it, got, and it got quite heated. Yeah, but exactly. In a good way. But what it showed me was there were different genres and different movements at different times. Now I don't know what you. I don't know what you tell me. You could say the same about hip hop or rap. They did the same same thing, right? Um, I don't know if country and western would really go through the same thing. But I know what you mean. I mean, that's a great... Does anyone know if country and western peaked in the 90s? The country and western has just been this flat line for decades. <laughs> and it just seems to keep going and going and going. Okay. Number five. The last one. What? So on the other hand, what actually was Britpop? It's a made-up word with no meaning or relevance and no place in the history books. In, except in the history of crap made up words It had to be given some label 
I think he's grumpy. I, it sounds really angry. And this is the other thing. So, don't get me started on people who hate Britpop, right? Baby Bird. Do you see his tweet? I told you not to reply. I couldn't help it. I you told me not to reply. I told you because you were all angry. And I sat it. on my hands. And literally I for like half an hour. You saw my tweet though. Okay, I'll bite. So, Baby Bird put out a tweet about, what was it? I hate Britpop. Yeah. Something like that. And I went, no one responded. No one, no one cared. No one batted an eyelid. And I went, all right, I'll bite. Tell me more. Nothing. And then I go, Baby Bird was riding that wave of Britpop. You know, so to, to come... And this is their... Not in my eardrums. Who else was it? The Boo Radleys? Mm-hmm. They didn't want a piece of Britpop? I don't know why artists do that. They just don't want to be associated with it. I don't know. I don't get it. Just I get it. It's it. a media label. It makes it mainstream. It takes away from what they're probably trying to do from a um, musical, artistic level. Is it because they don't want to be associated with Oasis Probably. Well, yeah, not even just that. It's like they don't want to be labelled. Who wants to be labelled? No one. So, that I think it comes to that. So, if you think about the long pigs, they're probably going, oh, well, that, my music was individual and that album was like, totally different to Cast. Which it which is. Which it is. And Cast will go, well, my album's totally different to the Blue Tones. Which it is. Mm. And you go on and so forth. But what I'm trying to say is, and what we were talking about earlier, is that what made Britpop Britpop was this optimism, this um, talented um, bands, songwriting, straightforward music that still lives up to its name today. Still ages well. It does. It was quality songwriting, quality bands, talented, with something to say. People don't need to listen to the BBC interview because that's basically what we say. <laughs> Spoiler, that's basically it. All right, so let's get into the singles and videos, right? Let's do it. So first single, She Said. She said. Thank you. She said. Just one. She said. She said. <laughs> <laughs> Released in July 1995. It got to number 67. Are you serious? I am. It was released again in June 1996 and it got to number 16. There is no video I can find for She Said. How mental is that? that and is I, mental. I was, yeah, the copies that are out there are, you know, the dodgy one, recorded yeah. on VCR. No, thank shocking. you. Shocking. Uh, the song Jesus Christ, October 95, got to number 64, 61. Brutal. Wow. Nothing special about the song. The band sing while the com- the camera sort of revolves around them and goes upside down. Far, released February 1996, number 37. Oof. Again, video's not great. The band playing in front of a coloured background. Now, here we go. On and on. Love it. April 96, got to number 16. It's their first song to crack the top 40. And... You haven't seen the video. I know that. Nope. I watched the video. It is really weird, right? So, he's inside a dollhouse, which is in this woman's house. Like, just in the middle of her living room, she has a doll's house. So, he's inside dollhouse. So, he's a big person inside dollhouse, right? He's watching the woman come in from work, maybe, getting undressed, getting herself a glass of wine, watching TV, having a cigarette. It's very stalkerish. It's very weird. It's a bit weird, isn't it? And then there's a bit where there's a snail. Woman picks up a snail in her living room, 
starts letting it crawl over her hands and stuff like that. What would you do if you found a snail in your house? In your living room? You'd... I'd go, come here, pal. Come here. Come on, we're going outside now. Come on. <laughs> come on, off we go. You don't want to be in here. No need for you here. Oh, you just shoot it. And I'd get it, on a, I'd, get it on a wee, I'd get it on a wee plate or something and I'd put it outside. And I'd go, off you go, pal. You have a nice wee life. And I'd say it in that voice. I don't know why Your mum's voice. voice. It's weird. That's your mum's voice. Wow. But you wouldn't pick it up, put it on the back of your hand and just let it slime all over your hand. I would not. I definitely would not do that. Well, that's what she did. All right? No question around how a snail got into her living room. Anyway, very, very weird. So they released, she said again, it got to number 16 the second time around. Still only 16. 16. Lost Myself was the final single released in October 96. Got to number 22. Love that song. No video for it. This is like Audio Web, where just there's no videos that exist for this band. Only really bad videos of TFI Friday or Top of the Pops performances. You ready to get into the tracks, Lil? Mm hmm. It kicks off with Lost Myself. Best song on the album. By a million miles. Better than she said? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So. Lost myself. I cannot speak. And. Sorry. You got as red as the glass of wine you yeah. just drank. Love it. All right. So it's an excellent song. It's a great start I to the album. It's the best way to start an album. It's, it's a banger. banger. You put it on and you go, I'm in. I'm all in. You totally. Starts off really slow. Love it. And then it builds and it builds and it just Absolutely goes bang. Lyrics, but I lost myself, I cannot speak. To live by myself, I'm far too weak. I've lost myself, I cannot sleep. To live by myself, I'm far too meek. I can, I can feel it Amazing. in my head. Um, and you get angry singing it. You do. You know I like sing a lot? And I get full on. This is an angry album. This is a passionate, emotionate album. I peaked at somebody today in traffic because I had that one. <laughs> you are such a... Uh... You cut me up, I swear. Mm. Okay. Anyway... Shall we play this song? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't get angry at me. I'm up for it. Alright, lost myself. Here we go. And you're back with she said. Come on. Beautiful. It's you know Amazing. It, it's an amazing song. It's all about an insecure girl. Who has no reason to feel that way? It's a Britpop anthem. It's a there you go. It is the Britpop anthem. It's not there. It's in Steady the top. Yawn. Top ten. Top ten. It'd have to be the top ten. ten. All right, Les is there. The top ten. The lyrics are uh, pretty full on. Did you have a look at them? Yes. Okay. I'm effed up inside my own head. What the f am I doing in a place like this? I know exactly why I'm here. Rape me. I had no idea the lyrics that she said were that full on. Did you know? No. I guess... Because the chorus is so outstanding. You're gone. It's probably why it's not my favourite. Oh. Okay. Because that lyric there... It's full on in it. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessary. Okay. I I genuinely had no idea it was in there. Yeah. Because you go to the chorus. She said... She she said, said... She said... Jeez. Oh god, I set you up. You did, but you've sang it so damn much, people are getting annoyed by I really it. They like it. Alright, so she said, I'm absolutely playing the song. Yeah. Top song. Here's she said. Ah! 
Bar, Leslie. I really like the song. I love the song. So I like the song. I love the way his falsetto, like his voice on this song. And, and, and actually I must say, his voice on this album is stunning. His range is stunning. So he sings in a falsetto when he sings the Your And a what, sorry? A falsetto. What did I say? Well, Did I get it right? Well, fine, but why to speak like that? Well, I was trying to, trying oh. to, well, how do you describe his range? And then there's a bit where he goes really high-pitched. Should I have said high-pitched? I don't know, I just think it's funny. Okay. When he sings a bit high-pitched, it goes like, you're <clears> crying <throat> is watering something, you're crying is watering it. Did you know what the song's about? No. This song is about a trip to an S&M club. Hence the leather and the frightening comments. <gasps> I do know. Do you know why I know this? Because there was an interview with the Crankies, and no! they said, <laughs> "You." Oh, they said it's a. Favorite. I forgot all about the Crankies. <laughs> you. Oh, sorry. Anyway, kind of. Some of the comments on Twitter Amazing. were fantastic Amazing. regarding that. Fandabi dozy. <sighs> anyway, go on. Sorry. Horrible, horrible. Oh stuff. god, that's amazing. And I've got the funniest thing. We've got some Australian friends here. No idea who the Crankies are. No idea who the Crankies are. And so when they saw, wait a minute, that's a woman as a boy in a school outfit, and they they just could not get their head around it. Nope. Brilliant. Um, Okay. (laughs) Shall we get into Far, which is about an SMS? We've done that. So Far goes like this. I'm definitely playing it. On and on. Second favourite song on the It's a gorgeous song, eh? Oh, amazing. Alright, so I forgot how gorgeous this song was. It's a great song. Um, (laughs) There was a review I read about this song specifically. And it said that this was considered the with or without you of the 90s. Okay. I can't, but that's... No? No. Lyrics, and then I wish you would leave me, and then I wish that you would go... And then I wish you didn't need me, and I wish I didn't love you so. Oh, oh heartbreaking stuff. This this album's really emotional. On and on, I have to play it, it's gorgeous. Absolutely. Alright, on and on. Cause I just can't go on. So please don't do me wrong. No, Happy Again. I love Happy Again. A lot of people really like Happy Again. Another good song. I love the rocky end. This is where I've put a note that this is how you realise how good a singer he actually is. I've got no money. I'm prostituting. The situation is a mess. And I get this feeling I'm turning trendy. I can't stand the sight of my face. Because they were getting popular. Like, you know, so... Happy Again. Gonna play it. All hype. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm with you on this. Not a massive fan. It's, it's a 5 out of 10. It's not a skipper. It gets it's, played. 
there are there, I'm coming to a skipper but this doesn't get skipped I would say it's probably the weakest out of the tracks we've just had obviously oh and that's the thing do you not realise what I've realised is a trend go on albums first four or five tracks amazing bang and then it fades <whistles> then you get the couple middle and then you should end with a yeah uh, end with what a good track if you say it I'll walk out <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still okay It's not great I like the build up at the end So This is all about the movie we talked to him He was in the car crash Yep This is all about him in the car the, When he had the car crash um, When he was in the coma He didn't feel anything So he didn't feel um, He didn't see Feel Talk to well, He's in a coma Of course not Yeah but he didn't He because he didn't see or feel God, as in his own words, this is the moment to turn him into an atheist. Okay? So this is the song all around that. Um, he also introduced the song before playing it live at the Black Sessions in France, 1996. It's all about losing your innocence and loving the fact that you've lost it. So once you lose your fear of God, you can have fun. I told you, it's a really emotional album. The lyrics... That I am leaving the light of baby Jesus far behind for one with history leaking from her eyes. As always, things get tests when things are taught, twisted and distort. I'm not going to play all hype because I just don't think it's that good a song. But the meaning behind it is really full on. Yeah, I agree. Sally dances. Skip. Sally can skip rather than dance. Yeah, the only Sally I like is the one that can wait. I don't like the song. Nothing special in the lyrics. I find it quite annoying, especially the chorus. Did you think it sounds like Nirvana? Mm. The guitar loop, very Nirvana-esque for me. All right. Poor man's Nirvana. Skip, skip, skip. Jesus Christ. Oh, you don't like this? I do. Why? <sighs> what is it? I really, A lot of people talked to us about the song and said this was a favourite song. I like it. A lot of people get this wrong as well. It's not about God, this song. It's no, about it's, a girl. It's... Can I... I'll go think about it. Lyrics. Jesus Christ, I'm on fire when you smile. Jesus Christ, I retire. You give me such, such hope. And I need you more. You're all that I know. Gorgeous. I really... Like, I really like this song. But? There's a but. No, it's not a but. But I don't know... It comes out of nowhere for me. What and I think, I think it's because, oh, I don't know if it's because, and do you know why? I'll be honest. When I listen to this album, I listen to the top five tracks and I'll either move on to something else mm. or, and then I forget because all hype and Sally dances and then that comes on and I forget and I go, oh, the- this is a good track and it's underrated. So it's, it's a shame because of where it's placed on the album. I agree. And I don't know. I think if they'd have made that after Happy Again. But you would have had an album of two halves. That's the problem. You, yeah, you might have done. Or you end the album with that. But it's got... It's it's just unfairly placed. You've put it number eight. It's track eight ever amazing. It's slap bang in the middle of not great tracks. You've come off... And I'm talking about when you think about Britpop, you've come out of Lost Myself. She said, on and on. Oh, yeah. Bang. Yeah, I see the point. But you have to. You can't have all, 
um, Happy Mondays the tracks up front and then the rest of the album filler you have to spread them out I actually I like this song and where it's placed because it brings me back into the album yeah okay um, Jesus Christ I, I actually really enjoy this song oh great song let's play it yeah Dozen wicked words. Oh, I did, you said this was not. You hinted at it. Are you sure? Not great. Oh, look, not bad. Um, not a skipper. Not a skipper. Not I a agree. Skipper. Um, enjoy it. Um, I'm going to play this because I actually think this is quite a nice song. Yeah. No. Um, I don't quite know what this one's about. The I sometimes with the long pigs you try and figure out what the songs are about. It's a bit confusing. Try not to need her. I'm not a believer. A look in your eye makes me satisfied. Stare at this head, lies asleep on my shoulder. Open her eyes as I start to cry. Great lyrics. Yeah, great. Um, such great songwriters. I think that's... Underrated. You know, what I really struggle with is, with bands, the Be Here Nows. Or, or, you know, there are... Don't you dare. No. No, 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 no. No, no I'm joking. No. But there are articles and there are interviews where... Alright, I want you to take me through each, each song. What do the lyrics mean to you? What were you thinking about the time? Unfortunately, with the long picks, there doesn't seem to be that track by track breakdown because I, I would each of these songs must have a huge amount of meaning, but it's quite hard to find out what they are. Um, dozen wicked words I want to play. Yep. Let's play it. What do you think of Elvis? I really hate Elvis. As in the song or actually Elvis? No, no, no. 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 <laughs> I like your version of Return to Sender. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> but um, look, I'm not a fan of this. The chorus is okay. Overall, it's not great. The words are really unusual in the song. The whole world joins the French Foreign Legion. Get a new suit for the man who discovered Elvis. Was so fat when he died and ascend to heaven. What do you think of Elvis? Yeah, Skipper. You don't like it? Nah. I don't like it either. Just skip, skip, skip. Okay. Last tracks, kind of two tracks. Yep. You've got Over Our Bodies and then you've got the Sleep. secret track which is called Sleep. What did you think of Over Our Bodies? I like it. Good. Is it the right track to end the album? What would you have put? I don't mind it. I would have used, I would have ended the album with Jesus Christ. Okay. Why do you think I liked this song, Leslie? Go on. <laughs> oh. Go on. Say it. No. Say it. No. Why do you like this song, Kevin? Because it's my final hurrah. That's why. You're outrageous. I like. It's not a final hurrah. It's almost there. It doesn't. It it does build up. It doesn't get the cusp of a, of a final hurrah, but it's almost there. It's almost. I was like, this is gonna kick off this song. This is this is gonna be it. We haven't got there yet. We haven't got to my uh, pinnacle. Anyway, I like this. It's kind of a final hurrah. 
very sad lyrics about someone he loved finding someone else. This, I actually went, this is touching lyrics. I'm going to read two. Mm-hmm. Okay, two verses. No one succeeded to pull the stars out of the skies the way you did. No one proceeded in pulling lives out of my arms the way it is now. Paint her with flowers, fill her with fluff, hope you make her shine, hope she shines for you where I failed myself if he loves you more. That's that's touching. You know, so it's all about losing the love of your life and that person being with another person. That's hard. I really like this song. I usually, if it's a decent secret track, that's the track that takes us out of the album. Sleep. Did you listen to Sleep? Yep. What a pile of garbage. No, thank you. It's a secret track that you just go point. I'd rather sleep. Me too. So I'm not playing Sleep. Nah. I am playing Over Our Bodies to take us out of the podcast. Right. You sounded surprised by some of the chart positions of the tracks. Yes. Why do you think this album didn't do as well as we thought it was? I, don't, I actually don't know. And do you know why I don't know? It's because this album, given Brit... Well, whether they want to be called Britpop or not, this was... At that time, I really struggled to understand... I'm not saying they should be number one. Mm-hmm. I would expect the tracks to be at least in the top 15. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why... And do you know why I don't? Because I actually don't remember the tracks coming out as singles because of like it was so long ago. But because I've listened to them for so long, mm-hmm. and because they are such a part of this Britpop, your your assumption is that they were done quite yeah, well. Your assumption that she said was like a oh, that agree. it charted like that. Agree. So uh, yeah. So we are surprised by it. Yeah. The reviews are interesting because. I can't really find anything that bad about this album. You know how I read out one out of five reviews and all this man. Grandpa's not got anything to say? Funny, great segue. Grandpa's has had a thought on it. Grandpa's, three and a half out of five. Uh, But initially for the track, she said, I was left totally unmoved by the album on first listen. The music was top drawer, but there seemed little depth and no hooks to keep me interested. Interested, and it was released at a time when I was buying a hell of a lot of albums, so it was left to collect dust. Then, sometime later, I heard On and On used as background music on some TV program. I think it was Teachers. Um, that was me, not Grandpa's. And knew the song was lying abandoned somewhere in my stuff. I traced the song to The Sun Is Often Out, gave the album a spin, and presume I'd suffered some form of brain seizure, which temporarily prevented me from recognising excellent music. Long Pigs are one of the unsung bands of the Britpop era, deserving of more, but in truth never likely to get it. It's a blast rediscovering albums like The Sun Is Often Out, but also sad to think where the time has gone and what might have been. Grampus, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. That's... What's that all about? I agree. I need to ping Grampus. We need to get him on. Right. I've got... I've got to pause, right? This seems to be, whenever you read an interview, a review, anything about this band and this album, it seems to be the what could have been discussion. It doesn't seem to be they don't like it discussion, which some of our band on, uh, albums have. It's about what happened to this. Why wasn't this recognised? And I, I can't put my finger on it. It may have been the change in labels. It may have been the political content. Some of the songs had swearing or, or context in it that we, we 
you know, quite full on looking back at it. Let's go into some good stuff. Mantix 85, one of Britpop's finest, a severely underrated album. Giblet 12, an underrated band which got lost amongst the explosion of Brit rock bands. The lead singer's passionate yet frail voice can hit the dizzying heights and the tender lows. Check it out and you won't be disappointed. Didn't mention Falsetto, but I know what you were getting at. (laughs) Uh, The Jigstar, they had everything. Great songs, good looks and a fantastic vocalist that made Tom York sound like an amateur. The emotion of Radiohead, a silly name like Radiohead, the pretension of Radiohead. They even released their debut during the peak of the Britpop hype. But nevertheless, their long pegs are condemned to the obscure footnotes of pop history. It's an unfair world. Oh, oh, yeah. No, it's just it's an album that has this melancholy feel around it because you go, that should have yeah, been. Yeah, it does. But you know what? It done okay in our charts, and it's good that we talked about it. Did. it. If you have not heard this album, you need to listen to it. You went through. Me- I've always liked this album. You did not. Or you didn't, you didn't... Uh, no, I think I'm like one of those people where it got lost. Okay. So, I do remember when it came out, I do remember liking She Said, um, on and on. Mm. Lost Myself. Yeah. I do remember that. Okay. I do, I did own the album. Okay. It did get swept, and this is the problem, and I don't know why, but it got swept up with everything else. Yeah, I did, you're right. So then I kind of go, yeah, it didn't, it wasn't an impactful album for me at that time. I never thought it was bad. I don't think I ever went, oh, it's garbage. It's not Boo Radley's. It's not Divine Comedy. It's not Terror Vision. It's not that. Whoa! All right. Do not. Anyway. <sighs> don't talk about Boo Radley's. It just didn't hit my head or my heart at that the particular way- time the way that others did. It was never an album I went, oh, I think it's rubbish. So when we went through this process, I was like, oh, yeah. And then it wasn't until I did it again. Yeah. I went, actually. This is a quality album. This is a good album. Good. And it's very much like what the reviewers have said. Yeah. It got swept up. Yeah. You kind of forget. Yeah. You listen to it again and you're like, wow. How, yeah. Okay. What did you give it? Seven, I reckon. You Bang on, seven. What did I give it? Seven and a half. Eight. Ooh. Oh, oh! It's an eight, you, you know me. That's an eight out of ten album, and oh, we got some good albums coming up. Well, lot. What we're about to go through is a run of the smaller albums, which I'm, I'm so excited about. You seen them live? No. Neither have I. Which is well, they were. And we won't. Yeah, sadly we won't. Well, he's in politics now, isn't he? Um. All right. So obviously the band broke up. Unfortunately, are they on Spotify? Yes, absolutely. Go and have a listen and have a listen to Mobile Home. Send us your thoughts on what you think of that album. Very different. Very, very different. Not a fan. Are you ready for the next album? Band we haven't covered. Oh, have we not? Okay. Okay. We've talked about maybe a song by the band in great detail, but... Oh, so hold on. A song in great detail? Did okay. I like it? I loved it. Oh. Loved it, loved it, loved Do it. Do I like this album? Yes. Do I like... Oh, obviously. Do I like the band in general? Yes. They're not a serious band. Very different to the Long Pigs. Um, fun, wholesome, hit after hit, fun band. 
But this album for me and you is a bit special. Ah. It's also part of my name. Kevin. <laughs> Next album, Lil, is... Dodd G. Yay! What album? Well, it's Homegrown. Homegrown. Why is that a special album, Les? I am the Grassman, the way you choose. I am the Grassman. What's up, I would burn for you. I would burn for you. Yeah. Anyway, listen to that better than me. Far better. But that's, you know what, that's the great thing about, because people may go, wait, whoa, you picked the Homegrown album. You just sang why it's so special. And we've special. not picked Free Peace Week. Might still be in there, Liz. You don't even know. Down, 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 bow. Has staying out for the summer in there. Great. Which I still remember the music video to this day. Stay the flying out for the summer. Yeah. So lots of fun this album. Very different. Not serious. Going to have a lot of fun with that. We got some big homework. We got Spin. We got Mercury Machine. We got the Pet Shop Boys. And it's our 20th episode. Boom. Boom. And if you've actually listened to all 20 episodes... Away. Thank you. Oh, if you've listened to any of us, thank you. Yeah, but, but if, if you've, you've literally... the whole li- way... Wow. <sighs> Mental. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And again, that BBC thing's made, made everything. That's just happy as thank you everyone alright next week dodgy homegrown uh, at facebook and twitter at Britpop banter and email us britpopbanter at gmail give us your your guilty pleasures we have so much fun with this I can't wait we've got some belters to go through alright anything else you want to add long pigs we went off on some tangents they are they're a tricky band to cover because there's not a lot of content so uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed just the conversation between us agreed Done. Lovely. See you next week, Lil. Bye.